this is where the magic happens. <laughs> Today, we're talking about loneliness. Oh, the sad doldrums of feeling <laughs> isolated. Yes, even sometimes it can happen when you're in a partnership. Not with Ryan and me. We're never lonely together, right? Never lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, in my last marriage, I was lonelier than I've ever been in my life. I was going to say that you can probably... Uh, I um, This isn't definitively for everybody, but it is quite possible to feel more alone when you're with someone or surrounded by mm-hmm. people that you feel disconnected to. It's it's almost like a visual reminder of how you are not with people yeah, or not connected to well, them. Well, and if you're not able to connect to them and they're all around you and then it's like a big fat what's wrong with me moment. So relationship, workplace, community groups, yeah. communities well, that you associate yourself to be a part of, whether yep. it's um, social or personal or work or work or gender or anything work like especially. that. Work um, especially. This big study just came out uh, that I, I sent to Rhino and I've been getting downloads about loneliness and self-love lately, which was really strange. And then I saw this story in NPR and um, <laughs> I think it's also kind of funny that like the loneliness survey or like these studies were done actually by a place in Utah conducted these studies which is like where I was the loneliest I've ever been in my life um but I just wanted to read some of the highlights from this more than three in five Americans are lonely with more and more people reporting feeling like they are left out poorly understood and lacking companionship according to this new study workplace culture and conditions may contribute to Americans loneliness um (coughs) excuse me the communist manifesto (laughs) 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 okay got it in there moving on (laughs) they found nearly a a nearly 13 percent rise in loneliness since 2018 when the survey was first conducted um they also found increased feelings of isolation in just last year in 2019 loneliness appeared to be more common among men with 63 percent of men Compared to 58% of women who feel lonely. That's crazy. Social media was tied to loneliness as well. With 73% of very heavy social media users considering themselves lonely. As compared to 52% of light users. Um, The chicken or the egg. Yeah. And like Gen Z, uh, people who are 18 to 22 when when the survey came out, had the highest average of loneliness. So are millennials before Gen Z? So Gen Z uh, yeah. is the most recent generation. Yeah. Boomers had the lowest. So it's obvious because boomers don't fucking know how to do social media, you know. So it's obviously it's obviously connected, I think, to social. Um, but it is a huge mental health issue with, you know, it's connected to anxiety and depression. Um Evidence is really, okay, this is a quote. Evidence is really pointing to the fact that relationships, the kinds of bonds you have with people, how close you are, how connected you feel to others, impact physical health as well. So they're saying too, like, if you're not feeling bonded to other humans, your health deteriorates. And loneliness is mostly just about, like, not bonding to humans. And Emily Dickinson died from a sickness or not? I assume so. Um, like, she wasn't very old. There's she a was really a notorious shut-in, right? Oh, no, she was older. She was pretty old. Okay. I think she was, like, at the age when people died then. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she was a shut-in. 
But um, there's a really great Molly Shannon movie about her that um, implies she was, and this is actually a common belief that she was a lesbian and had uh, an affair with her sister-in-law who her brother married. Oh, so she had all kinds of company. Yeah. Yeah. They were neighbors. So they believed that, that her, her girlfriend married Emily Dickinson's brother so she could stay close to her and they could continue their love affair that way, which I hope is true. I really hope that's true. That's a good brother. Yeah. I'm hey sure brother, I, do no you mind uh, moving my girlfriend <laughs> into your house for me? Uh, because modern society won't accept our Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd like to think he that did have children with the woman. So uh, who knows? It's very, that's all. I don't think he knew. Huh, things just got a lot more complicated yep, than my yep. brain. It is a good movie. It's actually really funny. It's really funny. Molly Shannon is an absolute delight. A gift from comedy heaven. It's true. Walking amongst us in physical form. It's true. No one tell me different. No, please Because don't. I will fight you. Kill on her behalf. There I it mean, is. Okay, my so my Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the, comedy crushes. Oh, I thought you were going to say of loneliness. Go on. <laughs> my comedy crush Mount Rushmore. Who's keeping who on my track these my, days? My I... Mount Crushmore. Oh, so cute. So cute. Go on. In the apex, mm-hmm. top, top position. Mm-hmm. Gilda four... Radner. Oh. No, 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 no. Let's move Gilda down just a little bit. I apologize, Gilda. Um, my number one. Ooh. Amy Sedaris, number oh, one. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, number two, or, or just also on Mount Crushmore, you've got Amy Sedaris. No doubt about it, Amy. Mm-mm. Do no wrong. She Everything she's me. ever done. I've told you, right? Is I've encountered her like four, three or four times, and she hates me. I must look like someone who wronged her. I don't understand. Oh. And all I want is to be loved by Amy Sedaris, so it's very painful. Also on Mount Crushmore, Molly Shannon. Mm-hmm, also on. Uh, Mount Crushmore, Tracy Ullman. Oh my God, Ryan! Yes, preach. <coughs> and so I have Gilda. <coughs> God, I gotta stop coughing. That's Please. annoying to hear. Um, Gilda. So my Mount Crushmore. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, here we go. So we've got Amy Sedaris, uh-huh. Gilda Radner, Tracy Ullman. Oh, Sherry O'Terry. Interesting. I heard Sherry O'Terry was an asshole. Coming Tracy, in with Sherry O'Terry. Tracy Morgan said Sherry O'Terry was very mean to him. One of the most reliable sources for <laughs> any information. I hung out with Tracy Morgan one day. Ever Did given. I ever tell you about this? When I was when I was doing readings at a comedy club on uh, the Upper West Side in New York, he came in. Did I really never tell this story? He came in. We're going to get back to this. This is going to break my heart about Sherry O'Terry. Uh, he didn't tell me that's in his book, apparently, he, that she uh, was really mean to him. She and Chris, what's his name? He kind of just went away to Chris, the other one who did. Chris Parnell? No. Chris Rock? No. Chris Tucker? White Chris. Chris Farley? No. What did they just yell from the bath back room? No, that was from a neighbor. No. Oh, Chris, Chris Kattan. Kattan. Good job, Peter. <laughs> Damn. That wasn't weird. <laughs> no, that was right. Chris Kattan, how could that's, I not? Yeah, how could Kattan. I not remember yeah, the? Yeah, Tracy uh, Morgan said they were really mean to him, but he said that in his book, not to me. The day I hung out with him, um, I was doing uh, psychic readings at this—I can't remember which comedy club it was. It was Upper West Side, and he came in with his friend who was doing a set, and he—I remember—he bought a Corona, 
and he kept flirting with me and hanging around me. And um, I kept trying to get him to pay me for a reading. And he just wanted to flirt and be, He this was before 30 Rock. He was such a genuine weirdo. He is also so much like his character on 30 Rock. Tina Fey just wrote it for him, I think, based on his personality. But um, two of my best friends were there. Kunk and my, um, the, I used to live with this really cute Korean doctor, Bonnie. She was in, she was at Columbia to become a doctor. And she was like very dry, uh, not easily. She was this cancer with Capricorn moon. Anyway, um, he was, he was flirting with me and Bonnie and Kunk was getting so jealous because he wasn't hitting on her. And I kept trying to get him to get a reading and he kept going, Mm-mm, my mama warned me about that. That's voodoo. I'm not doing voodoo with you. And then he'd sit next to me and he'd be like, um, what the hell did he say to me? Oh God. I used to always do, we used to always do the Tracy Morgan bit. He said something really adorable and ridiculous to me. And then he told Bonnie he wanted to suck on her toes and that they should have a baby. And then he was coming up with crazy names that sounded kind of Korean, kind of African-American for what they should name their baby. But then um, he asked us to come with him in the limo to a strip club. And I was like, oh, I'm working. And they're hanging out until I get off. And then we're going out. And he said, well, come meet us there. And he he um, told me where. And he said they would be in the VIP section and like to tell them that we were with Tracy Morgan and they would take us back. And I was like, sure, okay, see you there. And he left, and I was like, we're not going to a strip club with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bartender goes, was he bugging you guys? And he'd been hanging out with us for like an hour. And I said, no, he was fine. And, you know, he was drinking a beer, and who knows, maybe he was just buzzed. And he goes, oh, no, he doesn't drink. He just buys a beer to carry around so people think he's drinking, and he gets more comfortable with people thinking he's drinking. But he's sober, or he was then anyway. He was, a, he was actually really nice. I mean, he was, like, being ridiculous, but he wasn't, like, touching. or He was not a creep. You know what I mean? I love Tracy By Morgan. By all accounts, Tracy Morgan, I mean, we all know how funny he is. Um, he's, <laughs> by all accounts, he's, like, <laughs> fucking batshit. He is batshit. I mean, this is, like, a he's known, I wish I could he's a known quantity inside of, a, inside of comedians. Like, comedians yeah. all know. Like, oh, Tracy's just tra- Tracy's yeah. Tracy. Yeah, he's um, insane. Don't try to figure it out because he, that's him. just who he is and how he is. But um, that's good to know that, you know, he's he's like that. I mean, the fact that he doesn't, maybe Sherry O'Terry's not on my Mount Rush, my maybe Mount not. Rushmore. Who was it? What about Sarah Silverman? How is she not making the cut? She's so hot and Sagittarius and a bedwetter. I'm it's not. It's not relating. about how hot and, they are and plant based. I'm not relating. I'm not projecting. Um, <laughs> Silverman's not on my Mount Crush. She don't think she's hot. I don't mean just how she looks. No, I mean, no. Like, I said it's not about how hot. No, she is. I don't it's mean about that her like, hotness is just how she looks. I mean her hotness comes from other things too. I mean Sarah Silverman is funny. Yes, I agree. But she's not on my Mount Crush more. Wow, this is interesting. She's on mine. Um. The uh, oh gosh, who am I going to replace on my Mount Crushmore now? I'm gonna, have to th- I'll think about it and we'll you yeah, know, maybe we'll circle we'll, back. We'll finalize. Um, oh, I do. Oh, I really do like Kristen Wiig. Um, oh, Kristen Wiig's phenomenal. But uh, maybe she's on there. I don't know if she's on there. What um, about um, Edie? Oh, Edie Falco? No, no, she's on Nurse Jackie. The the gems the the gemstones the righteous gemstones. I have no idea what that is. Oh, she's so good. Damn it! I follow her on Instagram. Obviously, not very well. Ugh. Anyway, I'll I'll pull her up later and show you. She's she's hilarious. Okay, so B. Arthur might be on there. B. Arthur's pretty good. She's dynamic. Yeah, 
Yeah, she's pretty dynamic, Ryan. B. Arthur, dynamic. There are a lot of funny ladies, you know. Um, Babs Gray is probably on mine. Honestly. You know, oh, you know who's on my Mount Crushmore? Let's hear it. You know who it is? I'll watch any movie she's in. Uh oh. Melissa McCarthy. <gasps> Bring it. I on, almost Melissa said her McCarthy. to you, and then you Bring said Kristen Wiig, and I got distracted. To me, please. Yeah, she's so. To good. let me just in, like enjoy when she hosts watching SNL, her do anything. What a free treat. She is incredible. Yeah. There yeah. were people I know, I know, I know mm-hmm. at least a person who dislikes Melissa McCarthy. What? Because Melissa McCarthy was, and I can't, this is not, these are not my words. And this is a better person. Better not be. I'll these are a person I don't, I don't get mouth. along with very well. I'm going to start doing <clears throat> some Jerry Blank. This person, oh my God. <laughs> I love oh, Jerry Blank. I do too. Fandango. So, um, there has never been a funnier show on television than Strangers with Candy. Nope. And I don't, I'm not saying that it's the funniest show that's ever no, been on TV. No, but no show's ever been funnier. No show's ever yeah, been funnier. you're right. Um, God, uh, so this guy said, oh, I hate Melissa McCarthy. This is, she's doing fat guy comedy. Ew! Oh this is God. a guy who's a little overweight. Fancies himself funny. Oh my Even though God. he's never been on stage. Considers her competition. Uh, doing stand-up or anything what? like that. Like, Acting as if a woman of Melissa McCarthy's stature was not allowed to be funny in the way she was choosing to be funny. Yeah. Because it's that's not that's man's domain to do that shit. Fuck that guy. Exactly. I'm gonna kick him in his knee. I have had more I've I've had so many arguments with this guy about this specific issue that it's made me like almost avoid him. Ew. What a Don't talk shit about Melissa McCarthy to me. I want you to tell me who you it is don't there. talk shit about Melissa McCarthy to this drink. guy. Um, no, that's not okay. That's not okay. Okay, so so uh, loneliness. Loneliness. So I wanted to state for anybody who is, if you're feeling a little uncomfortable, don't talk shit about Melissa McCarthy to me. I mean, you will. Sorry, feel loneliness. I had to less. You will feel had to get that last one out. You will sure. feel loneliness if you People try to know. bond with Ryan. If you did talk shit about, you Melissa will McCarthy. feel so alone. I'm I'm into this. Let's take it to the hill and fight. <laughs> Not with each other, with the people who talk shit. You don't know how to handle me right now. (laughs) I can tell it is your eyes. I'm just trying to keep us on task for Yeah, I know. (laughs) But seriously, don't talk shit to me about Melissa McCarthy not being funny. Like, oh my God, it's unfucking believable No, that's a really fucked up thing to say. Okay, so some people... The earth is flat. (sighs) Melissa McCarthy's not funny. Vaccinations are Those two are equatable to me. I just saw a thing in the hallway. It's probably like, enough, Ryan. Okay, okay. Okay, so... um, Okay. When I lived in Utah and was miserably married, I have never been lonelier. And one thing I will say about that, I want, and now we're talking to anybody who's feeling loneliness. This is like at your job, in your circle of friends, with your partner. Um, There are a lot of different, and it doesn't mean that you're a lonely person, but maybe you need to shine some light on an area in your life that you've been feeling lonely in. And it could be one of those places or one of those connections. When I first saw Sarah Goff, our shaman and my dear friend, who will be joining us on the witch retreat next in May 2021, um, she read me and told me I was, and she, I quote, devastatingly lonely, and in my in my relationship because I had just left Utah, like I'd only been out for a couple months. I was so embarrassed to be seen in that way because it was true. And I never feel embarrassment or shame. Like, I mean, I can fall down in front of a whole room of people. I don't even blush. Like, it's re- it takes a lot for me to feel actual embarrassment or shame. 
and and that's Sagittarius. I think <laughs> it's not like I work. It is work I've done, but that's also like we're just like the fall down sign of the zodiac. Um, but I I I went away with that and just like kind of hated myself for staying somewhere that I felt that way about. I also believe I was not meant to be in Utah. It felt like um, it felt like Utah just kept spitting me out. Like Utah did not want me there. Um, which I think is also something that people should look at if you're in a situation that feels devastatingly lonely. It might not change. You might just be in the wrong situation. Um, and and that's okay. Like you might just need to leave the partnership or friendship or job. Um, but I, Ryan and I today want to talk to you about ways to combat loneliness, hmm. ways to... Um, kind of just identify it maybe you just think like you're tired or overworked but maybe you're just not connecting with other humans or with the work you're doing right i agree with that i mean i tempted in new york for a long time when i was young and i hated it and i was so fucked up being a temp because also like empaths in a cold sterile place where mostly psychopaths work like my first temp job was on wall street it was at the trade center on the trade floor. That's an interesting idea uh, about components that go into this. Yeah. The, I mean, we've all felt uh, devastatingly alone, mm-hmm. probably, in our lives. Um, there have been many times uh, where, I mean, I've probably only seriously contemplated uh, the darkest of all options. Yeah. Uh, maybe once or twice. Yeah. In my life. Um, now, I will say this. Now, <clears throat> people, uh, per- your perception of someone else um, is just that. It's your perception of another person. Yeah. We have no idea how alone someone else is and how alone they truly feel inside, if at all. And there have been times in my life where I have experienced something uh, emotionally devastating. Mm-hmm. And I have earnestly felt like there was no one I could talk to about it. Yeah. Now, that's a good sign that you feel alone, uh, depending on how many people you may be surrounded with. Uh, and these are times in my life where if from the outside looking in, probably somebody would be like, oh, Ryan Singer has like a thousand friends. Yeah. Well, even to be right? able to admit vulnerability, if you can't, if you're in a, in any of these relationships where you can't say, you can't express what's not working for you or just how you feel, if you feel like you're not going to be heard or somebody's going to get defensive or, you know, just, or you're embarrassed, like look at that too, because you for sure have somebody in your life or have had somebody in your life where you could get vulnerable. So it's, it's even like we forget what it's supposed to look like, you know, for sure. And part of my personality has always been lean into something. Yeah. And there have been times uh, in the last few years, for sure, where I've experienced some deep emotional pain mm-hmm. and I've been like, there's nobody I can talk to. Right. Uh. Like, this is what I think. And then I'm like, and then immediately I'll say, there's nobody I can talk to about this. There's nobody. And we have to examine the, the factors. Um, part of it is you don't want to feel like a burden to other people. Yeah. Um, that is different than loneliness. Yeah, for sure. Um, another factor can be for me. Because that one is very specific to me. Another one can be, ah, but this is who I am. Whoa, you know what I mean? No. This is who I am. I'm a, I'm a rogue. 
I'm a rogue yeah. emotional planet flying around the cosmos. <laughs> you know, uh, like that Simon and Garfunkel song, uh-huh. like I am a rock. <laughs> I am in a, you know, and it's uh, like, what is it? A rock never cries in a island feels no pain or something like that or something know. like that. And um, so it's like, this is the life you've chosen as an artist. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, you don't have to fucking do that. And then immediately I will have a couple names pop into my brain. And I know I can talk to them, but uh, in the past I would be like, "No, nah, get out of here." Yeah, yeah. No, that's not who I am. I'm a I'm a rogue emotional planet. You know? <laughs> uh, but so, that's the thing too is like choosing your misery exactly. is a big part. I even made a note about that. Um, what the hell was it? Damn. I and we know. always feel better. And see, this is the part that sucks about loneliness mm-hmm. is if it were easy oh. to combat a lot of this stuff. It wouldn't be pro. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a problem in our life. Yeah, it's right? true. It's true. If it was well, easy to do, and people don't, we're not taught how. You know, our parents. We most of us grew up with marriage. You want looking at marriages where two people were very lonely, and yet they were together. So it was like, oh well, that's part of the bargain, I guess. But um, there have been times where um, I mean, even like the choosing and saying you're a rock. When I was 29, it was about to turn 30. I bought a one-way ticket to Scotland and I moved to be with my family in Edinburgh just randomly. I broke up with this fucking asshole Scorpio I was with. Virgo moon. Scorpio with a Virgo moon. He was such an asshole. Um, and he was, he hated himself in, in the defense of any Scorpio with a Virgo moon. You guys know how I feel about Virgo moons. And now it's I time to say you. something positive about a Scorpio okay. with a Virgo Scorpio, moon. Scorpio, the pff, most positive thing I can say about Scorpio, Renee is a Scorpio. So there you have it. My Venus is Scorpio. Obviously, it's a wonderful sign. Just not, he was a terrible garbage man. Um, but when I broke up with him and I went overseas, I was with my family. I, I turned 30, like I got there like a day and a half before my birthday turned 30 cried all day because you know nobody's turned 30 yet you're gonna be real dramatic about it it's just something you do and then you don't care after that like the other birthdays don't matter after 30 for some reason I really don't think they they, any of them have bothered me since but um but I was very 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 dramatic and it was like I was doing this whole thing where you you just think like oh god now I'm I'm my life is ending. Like now I'm dying. I'm officially dying because you're 30. Meanwhile, nobody's doing that in their thirties. Um, but I wandered around Edinburgh. I wandered around London. I went everywhere by myself and I just like relished in the loneliness of it. I was growing. I was exploring. I was examining myself and I didn't want to talk to people. I wanted to I wanted to pretend I was the heartbroken. I mean, I was kind of heartbroken. I broke up with him because he was an asshole. But of course, I still wanted to be with him because, you know, we're, we, we have to got, we have to like retrain ourselves to not be with people who are bad for us after we've been with them. But I did really enjoy it. And I just wandered around and did all these great things like, you know, went to museums and creepy cemeteries and the coffee house where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter and masturbated in the bathroom because Harry Potter was written there. Like all the things that I got to do by myself but also feel this like beautiful, cherished loneliness. <laughs> and I felt very much like a martyr. So I liked it then. Even now when I look back on that time, I'm just like, oh, that was the most delicious couple of weeks of my life. We I can add, by the way, to the list, which I've started compiling mm-hmm. uh, for the podcast, things 
social behavior acceptable by women, not acceptable by men. Now, er, er, if like, you go into uh, a men's no, no, room, listen, no, it's it's this is socially acceptable action that women can do, but men should not do. I One of them know. is grind on. Oh yeah, don't. Okay, do that. so on the dance floor, it's start grinding on mm-hmm. someone. If you're a man, you cannot do that. If you're a woman, you can. Second thing I'd like to add to this list it's because is masturbating in a public bathroom. Yeah, but you cannot do that if you if are a man. It's a men's room. You should you not do that. You guys all know how gross you are. So no, does it really matter? No, you well, shouldn't you're a man do that. saying you don't want it. So yes, no, no, I you guess shouldn't you're do right. that. Um, but if you're a woman, it's fine. Now, am I going to sit here and act like I've never done that? <laughs> Brian's masturbating right now I don't know what he's talking about (laughs) I was trapped I was trapped someplace overnight Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't doing a paranormal I was trapped in a huge um, which airport was it I was trapped in an airport overnight because of a flight cancellation and I was literally one of six people probably in this entire airport and I was like I'm never going to fall asleep tonight you know I'm trying to watch Netflix I'm doing whatever and I'm like I'm just I have to sleep and so I went to a bathroom you know there was nobody else there um and yeah so um that's fine that's fine but so okay that's on our list for (laughs) you know there's an asterisk there's an asterisk there's an asterisk don't make people feel weird because you got to touch yourself you know like that's crazy it is it's crazy that's crazy but um okay so back to the but back to loneliness like i did (laughs) enjoy that there was one night i came home i i was staying in a hostel and um uh, London, what is it? Piccadilly Circus, Piccadilly Square. What's that place called, London? You got it. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Piccadilly One Square. Of those. Square. What's Piccadilly Circus? Piccadilly Circus is a delightful shaped like animals or uh, something. cartoon you probably made up in your mind mm, about something. It does sound Pic- good. Come on down Let's to Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> well, I just imagined pickles and pastries dancing and. Ooh. Having an argument, sweet or salty, Pickle. salty or sweet. It's the battle between Pickle the two, and the none shall meet. <laughs> a Piccadilly Circus, a pickle and a pastry fight to the death. Oh my God! Okay. Well, I was in a hostel with non-cartoon characters fighting, and I came back the one night, and I would get up every day. I was so excited to be in London for the week by myself. I would get up every day, and I had a, I had one of those like single rooms where there's just a sink in the bat in the in the room, and you have to go to the group bathroom. So um, I would just in the middle of the night get up and pee in the sink, which if you just sit on a sink, it's like a toilet, ladies. So <laughs> I would pee in the sink. And um, uh, it was nice. I had my own room in a hostel. And the one night they were saying karaoke and I came I came back and uh, it was a fun group. Lots of Irish people. And uh, I thought, ooh, I could go in there and make like 10 new friends. And then the part of me that was wallowing was like, but then you won't feel this delicious lonesomeness. And I was like, oh, fuck these strangers. And I went up to my room and like wrote for three hours instead. Well, uh, I love the idea of allowing ourselves to experience the emotions that decisions and Mm -hmm. other people and ourselves have created in our lives. Yes, yes. And too often we run away from things. Uh Uh, We don't, we don't wall some I'm not so sure people are wallowing in their emotions. Yeah. Uh, as much as these people aren't running away from their emotions. Yes. Because wallowing your emotions has a negative connotation. It does. But I also think sometimes you need to wallow and then you get sick of like rolling around in the mud like a little sad hoglet and then you're like, Okay. I'm Time to go, go out there and start living again. Yes, exactly. Two tickets to Piccadilly Circus, please. <laughs> 
But if you are like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I am lonely and I am not choosing it and I am not wallowing. There are a lot of great things you can do. And here are some of them that we're going to talk about when we come back. And we're back. Great news. We have solutions. I was uh, waiting for Angela to get out of the bathroom for about Uh, 15 minutes after our little break. (laughs) He's lying. I sat here the whole time. I sat here the whole time burping. Okay. So um, (laughs) now we were just as a reminder, we're going to be talking about ways to confront loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we kind of already mentioned earlier, if if this shit, I mean. A lot of this stuff, I think, um, I don't know Angela's list, but a lot of this stuff is easy to do um, theoretically. Yes. Yes. Um, In actuality, it can be very difficult to do. Yeah. For starters, if you're in a job and you aren't bonding to people and, and let's say that you have bonded with people in the past, so you know that you're not fucked up. Like, this can make us, when I was in Utah, I took a real job. And it sucked and I was treated with cruelty. And I believe I am an interesting, loving, funny person. I absolutely believe I am a delight. I make friends everywhere I go. I make friends. People don't even need to know that I have anything weird, you know, because when people find out you're psychic, they're like, oh, let's be best friends. Yeah, right. You know, for your fucking psychic stuff. I got your number. <laughs> but but even when they didn't know that, like I've, I, you know, I sit next to strangers on an airplane and we exchange cards. Like I make friends all the time. So when I was in Utah and I couldn't make friends and people like deliberately iced me out, I thought my go-to was, oh, well, they hate themselves and I'm a reflection of something better, you know, or like I'm holding up a mirror and saying you could be better. This is whatever. Um, I had, I, I maintained my self-esteem, but then it did break me down. And then I was like, am I a piece of shit? You know, like then I did have to, and then fortunately, like you get out of the situation eventually. But if you, if you know that you have good friendship to offer, if you're offering companionship and friendship and love and light and people are still being fucking dicks to you, leave that job. For starters, start looking for a new job. Get the fuck out of there because you are not appreciated. And and being around miserable people will make you miserable. There's no way to protect ourselves against that. If it's if it's too concentrated, it's just never going to work. If it's an endless barrage. Yes. And when I when I tempt in New York for a long time, um, I would be I would just be so sad. I was so drained, and it was a lot of narcissists and psychopaths working in the trade center and, you know, doing that stuff. Um, th- like working in finance, it's just terrible humans for the most part. <laughs> Not everybody. There are good people too. But I think if like, if you came into this world and all you wanted to do was make money. I'm driven by money. All yes. I can see is money. I driven. dream of money. I yes. think of money. Exactly. I want money. I can't have enough money. Do you have like, some money? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to connect as a human with those humans. You know, it's very different energy. Let's talk money. Yeah. But I would be so miserable that I wouldn't sleep when I'd get out of work because I'd like have to go out and connect with my friends. I had to go out every night. So I'd get no sleep. Then I'd go in and be miserable and tired because I was so determined to like counteract the lack of souls by going out too much or seeing too much of my friends. But a couple things that I would do, I would go into the bathroom and I would do yoga 
in the gigantic handicap stall. Like that worked really well. If there was a big enough stall or if there was a, you know, one, a single bathroom somewhere, I would go in there and I'd do a little bit of yoga and I'd hold poses and I'd breathe and I'd tell myself what I needed to hear, you know, affirmations, whatever. But moving your body really, really helps. Also, I always went out for lunch. I would go to parks or the library or just walk around and be around people. Um, I would deliberately go make extreme contact with anybody working in a cafe or coffee shop because extreme contact like where I would like really engage them in conversation because they were like me, you know, they were probably some form of artist who took a job in a coffee house to support whatever they really came to New York to do. So they had soul and heart and were warm and friendly unlike the people I'd go back to work with. But I would, I would like look for people like me to connect to on that brief hour out. Um, I, uh, I, I also, when I, when I worked in TV, the first time I moved to LA in 2004, that was awful. I worked at MTV and they didn't like to keep the blinds open. They all worked in the dark all day. So there was no sunlight and everybody was a weirdo. It was like, like a, like a serial killer vibe big time from pretty much everybody. And I would. We um, haven't let the light in since we stopped playing music videos. Yeah, it was seriously like that. It now was it's all reality like TV that. and pregnant teens. Yep, and this was a reality show, and I was uh, an assistant writer on it, and it sucked. <laughs> but um, I would get up every day at 5:30 a.m. and go hike. I would go hike at um, Runyon Canyon every day, and I would see the sun come up. It was amazing. I talked to my best friend on the phone every day, who was in New York. Eventually, I went back to it. Was uh, Kunk was in New York. Um, I would go to movies by myself. Like I would just like do all these little things to kind of balance how lonely I was. And I did have friends here then, but they had boyfriends or other friends or, you know, so sometimes I wasn't with people. Sometimes I had to be alone because I just moved to LA and I let it break me and I moved back to New York, which I always regretted, but I don't anymore because I, I think that did Yeah, you were supposed to be going where you were going because you went there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but I think that, when it when it's a work situation and I read a lot of people who have issues with work and they're like I want to leave my job I want to leave my job I see a lot of this just leave your job you know take take the the yes Aaron right behind you (laughs) it's funny because you look one way after they just left and then you look that way after they just left so you're always just missing whoever runs behind (laughs) you (laughs) I felt a cold air and I was like what the fuck is that yeah you're getting a lot of um, mind fucking. Maybe okay, we should so sit. Maybe we should switch sides should sometime. Um, yeah, but when it's when it's a job, you can leave your job. You can go work somewhere else. You know, it's it. I that's not something you can do overnight. Sometimes, but it's so important. Everything comes down to our connection with each other. I mean, we came here for these stupid ass bodies uh, to connect to each other in this new way. Because on the other side, we're all just connected. And it's super boring. So here we do come to feel loneliness and pain, but it's changed now and I think it has changed because of social media and it's easy to look at somebody's super fun photos or you know that looks like they're working less than you and going on trips more and you know things like this they're face tuning everything and they look super hot and it's like who has time to work out like whatever it is that's triggering you maybe just limit your social media time if it if you can feel that it's making you sad then just go away. And and I, I know a lot of people who will deactivate their accounts. And I'm always like, that's so strange to me that they can't just stop looking. That it has to be that extreme. But 
That's me. And if it has to be that extreme, deactivate it, do a cleanse for a month, don't look at social, and see Love if it, it does make a, di- a big difference. See the effects of it. A lot of things you're describing ring to me of the, the number one thing on my list, which is find out how to be figuring out how to not feel lonely when you're alone. Oh, that's easy. Well, okay. no, that's <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, that's it's a process. That's something I can talk to. Yes. But it's a process. And a lot of the things you're talking about are doing just that. Yeah. Yes. And for me, that's the, and the older you get, I think the easier it mm-hmm. is too, because you don't have the energy to be, you know, I'm in my forties. I don't want to go out every night Yeah. and like hang out until two in the morning every night. Like I did when I was in my twenties yep. and my thirties, like I'd be out every night. Like uh, I can't be at home. I got to be out. I'm, you know, yep, that's be a part of it. Too. And it's like, you get older and you slow down in that yeah. way. You don't really want to do that. You get good cats you want to lie around with. It's very different. Yeah. And so I think, um, for me, the number one thing about combating loneliness for me is because I mean, we all, we all encounter it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I can encounter it a lot because, you know, when you work at home by yourself, it is, it's just all me all day, every day. Yeah. I would never, I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to really. Yeah. Um, I make myself, you know, I never do too much grocery shopping. This is a hack. <laughs> I do this too. This is a hack I use. I never buy too much food at the grocery mm-hmm. store because it makes me have to go there three times a week at least. Yep. Um, sometimes four times a week. Um, I'll have to be at the grocery store. And once I'm there, I'm like, hey, I'm, there's people. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I like seeing people. Um, I, rem- I remind myself of that. Yeah. Um, but the number one thing I do is hiking. Yeah. And even if it's by myself, it doesn't matter. Um, I do enjoy hiking with other people. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy just as much, if not more, hiking by myself. That's amazing. I used to, and I, I haven't hiked by myself in so long. And there's there's interesting things you can do while hiking as well if you want to get more specialized in mm-hmm. it. Um, sometimes I'll hike with a friend of mine, uh, but uh, what I mean by that is I'll just listen to a comedy album. Ah. Right? And now I'm laughing while I'm hiking by myself. That's, ri- that's a um, good idea. Now I'm sharing a laugh with someone who's not even there. That's such a nice idea to do on a hike. So that's something I'll do or sometimes, uh, you know, uh, in the past, I would always listen to my own comedy mm-hmm. because it, nothing makes me laugh more. Obviously. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was actually for research and writing reasons mm-hmm. and, you know, and like trying to remember like what jokes work and what don't. So it'd be working. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of eased. I've eased the reins on that because sometimes I just need to not be working. Yes. Um, and in the past, I was always about like layering work on top of each other, like never doing anything if it wasn't work related. Yeah. Um, always being productive and that led to me being much more lonely oh yeah when i was so hyper focused on work that i was neglecting all the other parts of my life yes and i think balance that speaks to what i was wanting to talk about was really trying to find some kind of healthy balance which is something i struggle with mightily in my own life um and when i'm really out of whack if i'm feeling very lonely Mm -hmm. it is usually indicative of an imbalance in my life where I'm focusing too much on either work or something else. Yeah. I I don't remember the word. I know everybody likes to call themselves an introvert or an extrovert or whatever the other one is. I don't necessarily believe in introverts or extroverts. Um, I do know that I recharge among people and I recharge in a different way when I'm alone. And if I've 
had a big fun time with people, like hours of interacting, I want to take like two days off to be alone. Like for every one day I'm interacting with people, I would love just two days to myself. And I think even paying attention to how you recharge is important. But, you know, I, I would imagine if extroverts are real, you know, then they probably do need to be out more. I, I, this well, extroverts, I've always been told that extroverts recharge alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they love being around people, but the way an extrovert recharges their battery is their solitary time. Interesting. And the way introverts recharge is by being out among introverts are psychic vampires and extroverts like me are great people. Ooh. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've always been told like, so it's, you recharge the opposite way of what you, of the thing you're more inclined to be doing. Are you sure? That's yes. interesting. I guess I still don't totally believe in it, but I don't, I mean, I don't know, I guess, but that does make sense. See, but the point I think here is there's a lot of different theories about mm-hmm. it. And the most important theme that shows up to me uh, whenever I hear anybody talking about combating loneliness and in mm-hmm. the world of stand-up comedy and the arts in general, loneliness and depression are, are it's, I don't know if there's a bigger theme yeah. um, discussed amongst the people who identify in this group mm-hmm. uh, because it's all very solitary work for the most part. Yeah. Um, even when someone's a part of a, a group, um, a lot of the work is done solo mm-hmm. um, as far as the thinking and the creation of, of, of said things. But movement, physical movement seems oh, to be yeah. the biggest thing. And diet can yep. really Whenever make a huge... Tell and, me. and like yeah. we said, if this was really easy to do, it wouldn't be a problem. These are simple things to do. Just getting in the habit But it doesn't of. mean they're easy to do. No, no. Diet is huge. Um, caffeine crashing will fuck people up. Sugar crashing will fuck people up. Um, even moving your body is so important. Whenever I find out from somebody if they're getting on meds for depression before they've tried going to something like a spinning class or whatever, you know, at the start of the day to just wear that because it wears out a part of your brain. When you work out really hard or do yoga or any of that, you've exhausted a part of you that will shut down and not tell you mean things about yourself. Like it, it as someone who has both sides of it, anytime I don't work out, Absolutely, 100% guarantee you. There is clinical depression as well, you, you know? You feel good. You feel like if I come home from the YMCA, mm-hmm. uh, where I will, I will like, you know, get fucking yoked. Yeah. Over at the YMCA. Um, I mean, I will be getting yoked. I'm not currently yoked, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm f- happy with my body. Yeah, my body's great. great. Your body's super My hot. body's pretty fucking good right now. Yeah. Um, Putting it right up on my... Mount Crushmore, <laughs> right now, Shazam! I was like, "What do you say? Put it right up on my right up. my Mount <laughs> Crushmore." Um, the uh, what was I talking about? Oh, I feel fucking yeah, good. Oh man, like if I if I went to the gym that day, and I think mm-hmm. Madonna said it. Madonna is famous for saying, "If the only thing you did today was work out or exercise, that's even if it's the only thing you did, that is like." the biggest thing you could have done for yeah, yourself. Yeah, she's a Leo. Um, and if I've been to the gym, like later that day, like I'll find myself like touching my body more. Yeah. Oh, I always have to masturbate on days I work Yeah, out. and I'm it's like, like, I'm like, I'm like I fucking feel really yeah. good. But here's the big thing I've been doing uh, or that you can do um, in your own way um, when it comes to meditation and stuff for mm-hmm. this. If we want to get into a little more... Woo. Kind of the magic-y woo side of combating loneliness mm-hmm. is 
you meditation, uh, a meditation with a fire element. And for me, and this is through the tantric, uh, you know, the divine masculinity and all this, uh, this stuff that I've been doing. The fire element is all about magnetizing. Oh my God, this drawing, is on my list. Yeah. And drawing attention and like bringing in attention mm-hmm. or bringing connection like in that way. Yeah. Now you have to be careful because if you magnetize too hard, next thing you know, you've got, you know, the Instagram bots coming at you hardcore, <laughs> filling up your, you know, spamming up your inbox, <laughs> trying to get you to pay 1500 bucks to well, have sex with them. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking silly problem I ever heard. Um, <laughs> I was going to say lodestones are good to carry. Do you ever carry lodestones? Um, lodestones, I, I, they're, they're a natural magnetized piece of mineral and um, they're naturally occurring magnets, but you're supposed to feed them and they make these little, um, what's it called? The fucking lodestone. Um, I heard it down. I thought that you, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a powder that you feed to your lodestone. I don't know what we're talking about specifically here. I do know that like, when it comes to like the f- using the fire element and the mm-hmm. trying to magnetize and trying to draw connection, um, there's lots of different ways you can do that. But if you just go into a meditation and, you know, use fire in that meditation in the form of a candle or whatever, multiple, can- whatever, whatever speaks of fire and heat to you, um, and you try to imagine yourself drawing the, you know, drawing that power from the universe yeah. and bringing it into yourself. Now it's a mental state of mind. Now you're like vibrating at that level to where people, they might not even be aware, but people will become more drawn to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And connection is there. And this isn't all about, you know, sexy time. No, no. It, it it's translates to that. There, You can even it, do. Yeah. The, people will start conversations yeah. with you more. They'll be more open to you starting conversation with them. So if you're very shy, mm-hmm. you're an introvert and you want more people to connect with you at work or out in public or wherever else. Yeah. Um, I would focus on using the fire element in your meditations That's and or your advice. magic. But also keep in mind, you know, you have to experiment with it mm-hmm. to see the limitations you want to be putting on this because you might be getting too much attention. Ooh. I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with too much attention. If you're trying to be a monk <laughs> uh, yeah. and you're trying not to ejaculate. Then maybe just don't have an Instagram if you're trying you to don't be a monk. Need to <laughs> <laughs> there. Easy solution. It's iron fillings. Lodestone food is iron fillings. So one of the things you can do if you want to get away with this is you just write up a little petition and be as specific as possible about Whatever it is that you're lonely for, friends, you're wearing better them coworkers. right now. Hmm? Aren't you wearing lodestone right now? No, Isn't that's that hematite. Hemi- it's a magnet. It's a natural magnet. Hematite's not. Should we look that up? Yeah, we can look it up right now. I'll you look, look it up. up while I'll, I talk. I'll, I'll look it up while you talk. Um, so you do. You d- it looks like it looks like lodestone, but it's not. I don't. I don't think they're the same at all. Um, okay. So do a little petition and be as specific as possible as possible as possible about the kind of friends, the neighbors, coworkers, whatever whatever void you feel you need to fill, feel you need to fill. Just write it all down and then read it out loud as much as possible. But also, um, oh, it's they also caught magnetic sand, the little iron fillings. But you feed your lodestone, you keep it, you can like wrap it around your lodestone, carry it with you, and you feed your lodestone little bits of the iron fillings. Um, but yeah, I, you can attract a lot of stuff with a lodestone. Okay. Um, hematite? No. Hematite is not magnetic. Um, that's my big, my big, what's up, I'm sorry, on that. Hematine? Mm-hmm. 
which is often sold as hematite, mm. even though it is not hematite, mm-hmm. um, it is hematine, is magnetic. Um, so if you are buying a magnetic hematite, You're they're selling you hematine. hematine. You're buying hematine. Quartz crystals, um, they power it, the Earth's magnetic field. Now, and also in like the watch company quartz, um, you know, the batteries and watches, um, cell phones. Have That's quartz. why whenever you put a quartz with other crystals, it powers it up a little. Yeah. So, I mean, quartz is a good stone mm-hmm. to be using. Um, when you're trying to quartz better for this for some reason um yes i believe so i was just reading about smoky quartz last night and i can't remember um exactly but yeah the lodestone is the naturally is the naturally magnetized piece of magnetite yes. that's what it is magnetite duh there I it is I, I said it didn't hematite. i say magnetite earlier did you you, you probably did. did um w- uh also sigils look up a sigil i have one for charming that i will p- actually put like when I put makeup on, I will draw it on my face and then blend it in. The sigils. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, for charming. You could draw it on the bottom of your shoes. Like do uh, some use some body oil. Use body yes. oil to if you're trying to magnetize and attract a lover. Mm-hmm. Make a sigil on your like your torso Ooh, with it. the oil and then rub that oil into your body. Or a natural. I've never done that. Maybe I'll try that. Like sometime. or a natural lubricant. You could you can draw sigils on your body with your menstrual blood or your natural lubricants. I mean, you can do whatever you want with your body. Yeah, blood. or just if you're a man, you can just kind of. Jerk off and draw sigil with it, <laughs> like Ryan does. Um, I, lo- <laughs> I like I like making my own sigils um, derived from like a sentence uh, of something. So yeah, um, a lot of people make their own. It's a good idea. Yeah. So I mean, that's like you know, if you're into chaos magic, I recommend doing I, that. I also always love dragon's blood. I've made dragon's blood oil. I spray it on me. I spray it on other people. I have the largest dragon's blood incense stick. In the world, uh, not in. Did the you world, buy that at Psychic Eye when we were together? Yeah, I still I have it. This. <laughs> because it's like such a strong smell Ooh. that I can't really burn it in the house that often because it's mega. Because it's mega, and people who live here may or may not be having an allergic. I reaction love dragon's to it. blood. My cats. I bought a little pot of daffodils and tulips from Trader Joe's. And what's great is if you buy one of these little pots with the bulbs, you can dry that bulb out, replant it, and have flowers every year. It's amazing. So you're investing in flowers, basically. I don't like buying cut flowers because they're dead, and it makes me sad. Talk to your plants. Also, I think Faye will fuck me up if I keep buying dead plants. Yeah. So, um, but the cats are allergic to. Daffodils. Oh, that's too bad. Isn't the kid these? Only the black ones. My two black cats sneeze whenever I water them. They move. They come around them. Um, yeah, but talk to talk to your plants. It's loneliness is. I think loneliness does come. I mean, like granted, you know, you don't want to be um, that Twilight Zone guy who breaks his glasses and he can't read any books and he's the last man on earth. And it's like it's supposed to be this blessing that he's all alone. All he's wanted to do is be alone to read. There's no fucking way that guy was going to be so satisfied being all alone just reading. Like, for maybe, like, the first week, okay? But then we are here for human interaction. Like, we're here to connect. We're here to call in soulmates. I do think personal work and self-love. Um, look at people who make you feel lonely, uh, who, who you spend time with and, like, suck your energy or make you feel lonely. Every time I chop one of them out, like cut them down like a little nasty tree somebody else takes the spot somebody else grows in the spot so by eliminating the things that don't work I also tell people all the time if you're lonely in your partnership leave them you can't have someone in your bed and be expecting to have someone new in your bed you have filled the space and even recently the work that I've been doing with Pan 
Um, I got a really clear message that I'm supposed to make the space for a partner now, which I guess I haven't held space for a partner in a year, um, which feels right. No, all of you've talked about is being alone. Yeah, yeah, and like really enjoying it. The only time I felt loneliness in over a year was when I went to Trader Joe's at Thanksgiving and saw all the couples buying stuff together, and they had big plans for, you know, whatever, dinner and friends and la, 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 and I felt so sad for an, an instant and then i saw them all bickering I, I saw what i wanted to see you know like sure they were they were couples but then they were bickering and i was like oh i gotta get out of here but i did feel the loneliness and i think you know i look at my mom and she's so perfectly happy watching the office every night in her bed with my brother's dog who she has hijacked and she really doesn't want a partnership i really don't think she does and that's not me. You know, I can be happy not watching the same show every night, but, um, you know, I can be happy in the bed with my many animals, my half a dozen pets, but I also need to figure out now how I create the space. And that's, that's on me. It's going to be different. I just saw a fucking straight applying thing that I really, it materialized. That was probably a fairy. Right. When you were talking about making space. Yeah. I mean, Someone's it looks gotta make like space. Uh oh. Man, better I just clean out a drawer in your dresser. <gasps> I don't have a dresser. <laughs> better clean out a spot where you keep your stuff. Yeah, I better. I better. I have a drawer. Your personals. Your personal. But what are those? What are they called? Your. Uh, what do people call their underwear and stuff? Your. Uh, um. There's like a word for it. Um. Panties. Uh, your delicates. Oh, my delicates. Better clean out. Make some room. Get an extra toothbrush at I the house. <laughs> I was thinking, and this is something I've been trying to do is like keep my house clean, keep my, um, I, I if am you all about company. You will get company. Yes. Yes. I also am all about feminists, not shaving, whatever the fuck they don't want to shave about anybody not shaving, whatever the fuck they want to not shave. However, I do not like to feel moisture in hair. So I do shave everything and I prefer that, but you know, like I've been doing that for a year by myself. And then sometimes I let my leg hair go. You know, I need to keep my leg hair shaved as though someone's coming in. I'm really not giving this space the respect of like I could meet a man. You know what I mean? I'm still like I, I still keep putting it off in this way that's like I don't know. I just have so much other stuff going on right now. I just don't know how they fit. And I have to figure that out. And I think that's for most people. Yeah. I mean, you. You know, they say dress for the job you want. Well, it's like <laughs> it's dress for the life you want. Yeah. I mean, it's like in, in by dress, I mean like the way you keep everything in your life. Yeah. And I am very different in the way I keep, especially my most private of spaces, mm -hmm. when I'm expecting that I may have that company, that type of company. Throughout my life, I can think about all the different situations, transitioning from one to the other, how I kept things whether I was open to it, whether I was looking for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, if we, you know, set ourselves up for success in that way, I think the easiest way for me to combat loneliness, um, the quickest and the easiest way out of all the different tips that I found mm -hmm. is to write my future out. This takes five minutes. Write down what your ideal, and this stems from like homework that I've been given over the years or whatever, whether it's from Sarah or other things, um, write down what does this future look like where you're not lonely, where you're not feeling this way. Mm. And if you can do it for at least five minutes, you find 
but you write as if this is your reality. You don't write, well, I'm going to uh, someday when I'm, you know, good enough, I'll blah, 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 blah. You write, um, I wake up and everything. And the first thing I do is smile. I, you know, but things like that, right? Like it's like present kind of, yeah. it's present writing. And so you write, uh, so if you're feeling very lonely, you know, it'd be like, you know, the way I'd usually start mine would be something like, um, the first thing I realize when I open my eyes is how connected I am to, to the people close to me. Yeah. Um, I've been waking up every day with like texts from a variety of female friends who I'm so close with. I wake up every day full of gratitude for their, their companionship. And I don't, I, I think that's the problem is I just have like cut out so many of my weakest links that now I have all my strongest links and I'm just too satisfied being single and not lonely. Like I got too good at that. So now I'm, I feel like um, the little pig in the, I'm hoping my house is not made of brick because I need like the big bad wolf to beat the door down or I just open the door and welcome the fucking big bad wolf in. You know what I mean? Th that's right. He's going to be a big bad wolf. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is not a bad idea? I've only done this once and an ex-girlfriend of mine and I did this together. We or actually we were dating at the time. Um, but it was a way to combat, you know, missing each other because we lived away from each other. Yeah. We did something called Wake Up Buddies. And um, she had a real job. Mm -hmm. And I did not. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I could have a better work ethic in my job. And so at 7 o'clock every Monday through Friday, I would call or she would call. Whoa. And we were Wake Up Buddies. And I actually did this for a very short while with a friend of mine here in L.A., um, years ago, um, where we wanted to try to up, uh, get on a more strict writing schedule for our own personal writing. Mm -hmm. And we did wake up buddies, but it was wow. a little more reasonable. It's like, you know, nine in the morning or something, uh, nine, nine thirty, And, uh, so like if you have someone in your life that's very close to you, um, yet you still feel loneliness, mm -hmm. like on a regular basis, the chances are your very close friend may as well. Uh, also oh, feel that right true. because if your two are the you know most connected to each other do a do wake up buddies and it takes like you know it's literally a th two minute phone call also every tell morning. your friends when you're sad or unfulfilled because everybody feels it no matter how perfect a life looks somebody has gone through hell and and they're sitting in front of you just waiting to relate to your hell in whatever way they can because they're your friend I mean, you have to talk to people about this stuff. And it a lot of people who listen to this are empaths who still feel lonely. Yeah. And there's a big difference between strangers just randomly coming up to you and talking to you yes. about their problems and feeling connected to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's more connect. of a dump situation as opposed to a connection. Yes. And we are here for this. We are here to connect. So don't don't fucking fart around. Go connect. Yeah. Get, get yourself there. a wake up, buddy. It takes get two minutes. Hey, good morning. Buddy. Good morning. Okay. I'll get out of bed. Okay. I'll get out of bed. Uh, okay, have a good day. Have a good day. Boom. It's that quick. Also, rose quartz and uh, rhodochrosite. One makes you charming. One makes you feel self-love. Yeah, that rose quartz. There are a lot of women who say once they start putting a rose quartz crystal in their vagina, the healing is like so intense. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dudes, put it in your pocket. Put it How in your pant vagina. Put it in your pocket rocket. <laughs> you got vaginas all over your pants, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a roommate who made a vagina Wait. dress. Um, yeah, oh, okay. Story. 
She's a performance artist. I wrote an essay about it because I was, did performance art. It was crazy. Whatever. But yeah, she had a dress with her vagina all over it. Just rubber. But yeah. you got pockets. Put crystals in them. So like, and if this was the 40s, this, this whole episode would have been 45 seconds long. It would have been me, <gasps> a man saying, Ooh. stop being lonely. Yeah. Get yeah. over it. Lift weights. Get out there and fucking be a man. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not. Shut up. Ride a horse. Smoke Lonely. a cigarette. Put a cowboy hat on. Lonely? That's called life. <laughs> Glad, Glad okay. I'm not a cowboy but, in the 40s. Yeah, thank God it's 70, 70 years later. <laughs> 80 math, years. Bro. 80. Good math, bro. <laughs> 80 years later. <laughs> the 40s or 50s. It's been 80 years. It's been 80 years since 80 the 40s. 80 years. 80 long years I've been... Trip Coltrane. Oh, shit. Trip Coltrane's back in the saddle. You've never been alone when you buy a rotary phone. Holy shit. Trip Coltrane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, (laughs) at Lovable, at Rising, at Where Magic Happens. This is where the magic happens.com. Thank you so much to the patrons. You are the best. Patreon.com backslash. This is where the magic happens. There are three different tiers of patronage. Mm-hmm. Two, eleven, and twenty-two. Do you want to be a master builder? Yeah. Do you want to be a master builder? Yes. Um, yes. My mother is at the two-dollar level. Your mom's so cute. That's my so mom sweet. is mm. adorable. I mom need to listens hit to this. up my mom. Hey, mom. I love you. If you're listening to this, which I know you are, I better love you. mom than mine. I don't think I've really talked any smack about my mom on this. No, podcast. I've never heard you talk smack about your mom. Period. Okay, good, good. Not even when we're hanging out talking shit secretly. Oh, speaking of which. Oh. There's a secret segment. That we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's over at the Patreon page. Um, Where we yeah, do so not talk shit mom, about our mothers. I love, hey, mom, I know you're listening. We love you. I love you. I'll see you soon. She's down in Florida. Your mom is? Yeah. Where in Florida? Wait, does she live there? Fort Lickerdale. Lickerdale? That's what her and my stepdad called. <laughs> oh, that's cute. We're down in Fort Lickerdale. I don't think I've ever been to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Florida's vast. Yeah, it is. And um, your mom Yeah, in. so, uh, or what's that? I love that your mom listens. It's oh, so yeah. cute. My mom wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> she'd, she'd be like, too hot. I'm out of this kitchen. <laughs> yeah, my mom's been sending me all kinds of like recent articles about the frog robots and all kinds of stuff. Aww. About the robots being made from living things now. <gasps> um, anyway, we're, we're, uh, we can talk about that another time. So, yeah, thank you again. And, uh, you know, so get out there and try to make some connection. Uh, connect with yourself. That'll help. And, uh, you, you know. Uh, and then once you've figured out that, uh, you know, you are connected to yourself, it's much easier to connect to other people. Yep. And, you know, the vast powers of the universe. Don't forget. This shit is real. <laughs>